Hello, nurse. <laughs> Hello, nurse. Okay. Hello. Bugs Bunny? I don't know. It's I think it's Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> it is the Animaniacs. It's the brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Just little pervs. Oh my goodness. Um, well, hello. Hi to everyone uh, who is in um, the chat or the VOD or the podcast right now. It's so good to hear from you. How's How's your family? <laughs> oh my god, that is so threatening. Very Weirdly ominous. Weirdly what? ominous. What? How's your family? <laughs> you haven't heard from them you recently. You a real nice family. Be a real shame if something happened. <laughs> something happened to them. I would be a real shame if that was the theme of today's episode, wouldn't it? How is your family, huh? Well, they were fine. <laughs> as far as you know, I wasn't trying to be threatening. So I guess that just means I inherently have a threatening aura, which I'm excited about. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Um, <laughs> I did not say it like that. Anyway, this is Higher Education, a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons uh, original plot uh, game set in the Strixhaven universe. Um, and we are brought to you today by some amazing sponsors, our main one being Penny Dragon Games, but you can check out the whole host of our amazing supporters over at exclamation point sponsors at any point in time. You silly geese, do it right now. Go, go use the websites and, uh, and give them your money. Actually, um, <laughs> the other thing I want to talk to you about is our daily goal. Uh, it is at the bottom of the screen here and you can also do exclamation point goal in the chat and if we hit that it'll unlock a special bonus scene scene yet to be determined um but typically they're pretty juicy and uh lore heavy and uh likely gay probably gay yeah uh also if you want to check out our content warnings we absolutely want you to um prioritize your health and safety first and foremost um, so right now, our list consists of fantasy violence and gore, trauma, psychological abuse, death, and bullying. Uh, please take care of yourself and step away if you need to. Hashtag likely gay. Um, what else, darlings? Oh, that's not the button I meant to push. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, if you want to catch up on episodes, you can check out our wiki over on Obsidian Portal. I type up a adventure journal there every week. So if, if that's an easy way to catch up for you, there it is. You can also check out our new podcast, which you can get in the H-E, um, exclamation point H-E command. And that is going to be likely gay. Uh, that is going to be on anywhere you get your podcast apps now. Even Google. Google let us in. They, they can't stop us. <laughs> uh, so go check it out there. The first two episodes are up. And uh, the third one is uh, being worked on. And I, the schedule is seeming like uh, Thursday mornings is when it releases. But we'll see. I'm not a consistent person and I make no promises. Uh, and then, of course, at any point in time, you can check out the exclamation point cast command to get a direct link to our cast members' social media. Humna is not here with us today, but they are very much missed, and you should absolutely still support them with your whole bussy. Um, but you know what? No one really, no one really knows themselves like themselves. So let's introduce the cast. Um, <laughs> wait, I let's let them introduce themselves. Connie. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm them introducing themselves. Hello, I'm Connie. My pronouns are they, he, and she. I am all across the internet at by Connie Chong. That's B Y C O N N I C H A N G. Tonight, or rather today, I am playing Mystagogue Stags Will Graves, they, she, Goliath Barbarian for you all. And she has in her possession a spat rat. I repeat, she has a spat rat in her possession that is a rat wearing little spats, uh, who I love already immediately and whom stag loves a lot as well so i'm excited to see where the spat rack goes i'm gonna pass along introductions over to Liv. hi everybody my name is Liv. i use she they pronouns um i'll be playing zero lily twill twirl twill and twirl on that ass um who uses they them pronouns <laughs> uh witherbloom student um very small very magical and very fed up with the situation. I actually remember that clearly. <laughs> well, um, that's understandable. Oh, I should pass it on. I'm so sorry. Let me take the talking stick. Uh, Drac, please. Please take the talking stick, please. <laughs> I'm. This is Drac taking the talking stick. Hi, I'm Drac or Draconix. So you can find me on Twitter at Draconix. That's D-R-A-K-O-N-I-Q-E-S. I kind of shoot all over the place. So following me there is the best place to figure out what I'm doing at any given moment. Um, uh, I'm playing Barugash, uh, she, he, they pronouns. And they are a Gorgon inventor. Inventor is a homebrew third party uh, uh, class. Highly recommend checking it out. It's very cool. It's by Kibbly Tasty. I uh, really haven't actually shouted that out. So uh, check out Kibble Tasty for whatever system, whatever um, class I'm playing. Um, and they have a companion, construct friend, I don't know, it depends who you ask, uh, called Star, who is a, just a robot, a robot they built over the past four or five years, um, who stands about seven foot two, um, and is just kind of vibing <laughs> all the time by the constantly anxious, I guess, especially after the last episode, the anxious Barugash. Um, but yeah, I'm going to throw it over to C. Thank you so much. If you've been wondering why I've been grabbing at my eyeball, it's because I think one of Baba's fur, my cat's fur off of my mic got into my eyeball. So we're going to pretend that I'm not blinking really hard right now. Hi, everyone. My name is C. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me making very trans, very gay art on the internet at Pie Sharp Art or C Plays. I don't know. Is there a rebrand coming in my future? We'll see. I haven't really decided yet. We'll see. Haha, ha, get it? Um, oh, uh, no. Somebody else will decide, though. <laughs> oh, no. I hope that's a not part of the rebrand. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, tonight, I'm playing Ecstasy slash X, who uses also they, them pronouns, who is our born rogue ranger. And I was just sitting here happy as a clam. Uh, totally did not have my character sheet open yet. Who needs no, it? Didn't have my dice. I was just here ready to have fun. That, uh, so as that should be that's what i've got to be and i'm honest. gonna pass it right back to you to vanna thank you uh and i'm vanna i'll be your gm and producer and uh all all such accoutrements uh and you can find me streaming full-time here at twitch.tv slash vanna uh where i usually do the video games uh and then we're every saturday every saturday uh at 3 p.m et of course um except for christmas eve because um we will be busy feeling lonely that day and we won't have time to be here so um, the only other thing I want to say is if you want to retweet the going live tweet, I threw that link in chat. And if you ever want to tweet about the show, or if you have fan art or fanfic or whatever, uh, and you share it on socials, I ask that you please use hashtag Strix, no, 
higher ed rpg hashtag higher ed rpg uh so that we can find it because we love hearing what y'all have to say and uh and checking out the things that you create um also, please tag me directly if you write a fanfic about barrigage because i just want to know what that would look like honestly uh also please, please tag any <laughs> on not safe for work content <laughs> um and just to be clear please do not write fanfic about us the players <laughs> oh yes please not um just the characters so. um so yeah please write a lot of horny fanfic about my npc val uh i think that would really endure her to my players so thank you so much um have you ever eaten a soft shell turtle before fana no I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> this is so much already. Oh, my goodness. I am loving this. Um, wow. Uh, I have to move on with my day after that. That's so weird. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else from our players we need to remind people of or remind ourselves of? Uh, go you know be kind everyone unless you're a GM then be really really mean because <laughs> your players love that alright let's do it higher education episode 4 you find yourselves staring down a door with a giant red X painted across it the paint dripping unceremoniously down the cobbled-together wood that forms this makeshift barrier. Through the haphazard gaps in the planks, you can tell the room is unlit, and no sound seems to be leaking through the perforations. But something is still causing the hairs on your body, if you have any, to stand on end. <laughs> Stag, who's at the threshold of this door marked with the bloody red X, uh, immediately the axe is out, right? Spat rats in the pack, axe is out, two-handed, uh, and she's gripping the burnished wood of it with tight, calloused fingers. What the hells is going on here? And she's going to lean in and sniff the axe? Like, is it blood? <laughs> Um, give me what, what kind of check would that give me a perception? A nature check? Survival? Uh, you tell me, Connie. <laughs> Can it be perception? Because I'm perceiving with my nose. Okay. <laughs> Everything else I have a plus zero to, but perception, I have a plus three. That's gonna be enough. I really thought you were gonna say persuasion. <laughs> I want to persuade this ex to tell me what it's painted with. Uh, no, I respect that. Um, a nine. You cannot quite discern. Uh, and it's probably the main reason is not because you don't have that. You have a bad sniffer or something. It's that whatever is behind the door is um, seeping through the wood and completely overpowering your olfactory abilities. What's the presence like? 
like is it gummy sticky yes like yes. what kind of thing yes keep going yes mm-hmm. it's gummy <laughs> and sticky <laughs> and yes. slimy yes and mucus like oh, yes no. like very slug like wait are you talking about the paint or the or the v- vibes the vibe yeah the yeah vibes. all those yeah yeah all those so it's like i can basically see wavy like did you, dark did you open the door or are you just no oh, okay yeah but in my mind yes like it's yeah, like yeah yeah emitting waves list, and list mucus. some more adjectives uh swarpy <laughs> yes squishy oh yes mushy mm-hmm. garky what is larky, gar- what is garky <laughs> Morky. I'm just coming oh, up with words okay, that sound like they fit the situation. <laughs> yes, all those things. Okay. Then Stag, after drawing her nose away very sharply, like she smelled like a piece of pepper or something, goes, <clears throat> Okay, uh, whatever is behind that door is really mushy. <laughs> mushy. Yeah. Like a slug in a pile of Like leaves. a worm? Mushy like a worm. Oh, Ooh. mushy like uh, it has my name on it. A worm. Uh, I, I guess so. Technically, it it could just be a letter. It might not be your name. Well, it's both, isn't it? I think in that moment, True. Uh, Stag, you have a. A flashback to you and C, or sorry, you and um, <laughs> to you and ecstasy in the bathroom. Oh no, <laughs> I'm writing fanfic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Stag ecstasy. What did we just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I'm trying so hard. Um, you you flashback to a vision of of you and X uh, when they caught you songwriting in the bathroom. Uh, and you can, it's like an echo of you saying, X marks the spot, huh? I freeze. Apropos of nothing. Yeah, as that image just flashes through my head, and I look between X and the red X, and I say, well, if anyone's going to open that door, if we're going to open it, I think X, you should decide. Because it is your name on the door, after all. Okay. X turns on their heel and reaches for the doorknob. There's no knob. Oh. It's it's a it's a shitty door. <laughs> X goes to reach for the doorknob. Their hand goes out and then that same like tiny flick of their tail of annoyance of like why <laughs> isn't anything working? <laughs> <laughs> like what a shitty door. Mm. Okay, will you chop it down with your axe then? <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask. And... Borogosh puts up their hand. Oh, <laughs> Baru like, puts up their hand. Sorry. Baru puts up their hand like they're in class and just goes, Have we, um, have we tried just pushing the door first before we like chop it down? Don't you know? Grand entrances are everything and she swings the axe down and forward and tries to bust that shitty door down oh my god okay so you absolutely no no need to roll or anything it is a shitty door and with your just like pure unadulterated uh, preternatural strength you easily crack it in half uh and there's this splitting piercing and splitting sound that just sends echoes pulsing uh along the surrounding tunnels and just seems to like fracture out 
uh, all around you for miles and miles. Uh, and we, what you see, the candlelight from the tunnel lights up the interior of this otherwise unlit and very dark space. And you can see a stagnant film, kind of like what we were describing before, Connie, of just the vibe of just like it hanging in the air, uh, filtering your vision as if through some sort of funeral shroud. Um, and through the fog, you can see rusted and deteriorated metal barrels haphazardly posed against the walls of what you recognize as a small alcove. So there wasn't really meant to be a door here. It's not really a room. Um, it's more of a um, uh, just a break in the, uh, in the pathing. Substances of various viscosities, colors, and stages of decay seep out of the barrels and pool in the center of the room, forming a volatile amalgamation of arcane waste. The caustic fumes reach out like tendrils of an alluring beast and bring all of you to your knees, one by one. Your heads go heavy as the environment around you flickers in and out of existence, mingling with familiar but abstract memories, environments, and deep-seated emotions. See, what I need from you I need you to tell me the strongest emotion that comes to the surface of your psyche. The biggest emotion that is bottled up inside of you that you repress or do not allow to come forward or perhaps have but subconsciously have not recognized something you're holding on to for dear life because you think if you let it go you don't know who you'd be anymore your options are fear anger hope joy or sadness sadness most notably loss okay what is the thing that dampens every day? A grief that pulls you down in the strangest moments. The loss of their life, of their previous life, and all of the things that came with it. The person they used to be before the monastery was destroyed. So take this idea and imagine what it would look like if it was filtered through um, a erratic arcane sieve of a dream, but sort of mixed with an acid flashback. What is the vision that comes before in their mind there is an image of three people their three parents two of them are shrouded like ghosts 
in black funerary garb and it obscures their visage and their faces. But the third person, Eve, is sitting at a desk and writing something furiously. And every sheaf of paper that they go through lights on fire until the flames are almost harmlessly licking up their arms, like up to their shoulders, up to their hair and catching it all on fire so that this person is completely engulfed in flame, but still writing furiously on these lines of paper over and over and over and over and over again. What happens next? Something unexpected. Maybe not even a part of that same memory. They turn and they look at X and they start shouting, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Get out of here. Go. What are you doing here? Get out of here. Go. What are you doing here? Get out of here. Go over and over and over again. Uh, as the other two figures also face them shrouded, but they become less like their other two parents and more monstrous, taller with three spindly fingers, a crown of demonic horns as they grow larger and larger and turn into something else completely. Not their parents. Stag. <laughs> the same exact sensation comes over you. Fear, anger, hope, joy, or sadness? Uh, I think it is a dark cold, heavy seed of sadness wrapped in so much rage. There's so much of it, like a bright divine parhelion of anger cloaking the core. That is her grief, her sadness, her longing. And it's like this, these bright flames covering like an almost burnt up crisp of like a, a seed or something that if you weren't looking for it, you wouldn't even know it was there. What, and I want you to name it in whatever way you want to, what hate are you harboring in your heart and towards who? Or what? Oh my god. <laughs> um The hatred is bidirectional. It shoots out like an arrow toward the exterior of her soul and it points in three directions. An arrow for her father, an arrow for her dad and an arrow for Strixhaven. 
and it's so strong. Like these arrows are kind of like spears coming out like through the middle of her, uh, trapping her in place, suspending her in a void. And each violent uh, anchor, which drips with her own blood, is tethered to these three different points. Her dad, her father, Strixhaven. And the fourth arrow, which is the most serrated, the most barbed, and the most painful is pointed inward toward herself. And that hatred drives deep, deep, deep past vein, past artery, past gasping clusters of nerves and brain matter into the very pit of her soul and roots her against that seed of grief. Her self-loathing, her hatred, her sadness, her lying, her rage pointed inward and shooting outward at once. You feel all that. And then there's a sensation of being ripped in two as this osmosis begins and an exact mirror of what hap is happening to you appears before you. And you're looking into your own, your own pained face suffering what does stag say to you they'll never love this but you know that right you can't show this to anyone, anywhere. If you speak it, it becomes real. And what's real can die. And that death will be painful. So you have to hide me deep deep inside where light cannot reach. You have to cloak me. Stag, you have to cover me like a hand over the blade of a naked dagger. If they cast their eyes upon me, I'll die. So keep me safe inside and never speak my name, which is love. Zero. Yes. The same sensation occurs to you in the middle of this lineup. It hits you a beat later. You watch mm -hmm. two of your friends collapse in front of you, and your mind barely has time to register it before you followed suit. So, which is it? Fear? Anger? Fear. What are you most afraid of in this world? Oh, Ooh, goodness. Um, I think fear has lived in the pit of Ciro's stomach 
nearly their entire lives. It's a beast that is eating them from the inside out every single day. And it has grown with them. I think that they were just a very easily frightened child, which then bled with social interactions and social expectations, fear that people wouldn't like them, fear that they wouldn't fit in, fear that they let people down. And now as they grow and they are the age they are and they are here at Strixhaven as an undergrad student, it's a fear of underperforming and a fear of not succeeding and a fear of losing themselves or maybe they already have. It's just, it's who they are at this point, but I think they fear more than anything, just failure that they are living a life that will amount to nothing and mean nothing to anyone, not even themselves. So this is the fear that Ciro carries with them day in, day out, and is wrapped around their core so extremely tightly. How does it manifest visually? Uh, in a soundscape, a smell, when it is forced through this erratic arcane sieve. What (laughs) images appear before Ciro in her mind? What sounds do they hear? They hear, oh, I'm so sorry for everybody. I think they hear the just the worst ear-splitting noises, nails on chalkboard, metal scraping against metal, the kind of noises that shriek in your ear and make your skin just, like, stand up. Um, It feels like thinking there's a bug on you. Like, am I itchy, or is there just, like, a bug going across my skin? And then you look, and no, there's there's nothing there. But you could have sworn there's a spider on your neck, and that's really freaking you out. Um, I think it smells like rubbing alcohol. It smells bitter and medicinal and something that you'd wrinkle up your nose at um, as it, like, overwhelms your sinuses. Ciro, you are experiencing these sounds and sensations and smells in an empty black void. And when you go to orient yourself, you feel like maybe you've been turning already. Maybe you've turned once, a hundred times. Maybe you haven't at all. It's just felt like that in this space you mindfully move to turn around to orient yourself and someone is standing there and all the noises you are hearing are coming out of their gaping mouth and the smells you were experiencing are coming off of them in waves 
and they are covered in crawling, legged things. Who is it? If I may, I think it's a shifting face. I think it's one moment, their parents alternating after the other, and then themselves, and then their patron, and then it flashes back to themselves and then back to their parents. But I think... I think it lingers the most on really themselves, like their own reflection. And that figure with your face, its mouth unhinged like a cobra's, is coming closer and closer to you. And the, la- the noises you were hearing are becoming unbearable and causing you to double over. And as soon as you duck your head to try and subvert the pain, you feel that figure grab your shoulders so hard that its fingers pierce through your skin. I think Cyril screams in pain. And when you scream, that same sound comes out. The nails on the chalkboard. Metal scraping against metal. And somewhere buried under all of that. Your own familiar inner screaming that follows you everywhere. Faru. Last in the lineup. You watch one by one the rest of your party collapse into the room. And you have a couple extra seconds to move forward to look in, but not enough to gather your bearings before you are also lost to this arcane fever dream. Fear. Anger, hope, joy, or sadness? I think... I know Baru is... It's almost like a a Russian nesting doll. I think at the very core is guilt or, or sadness out of those options. But then wrapped around that is anger. And the wraparound that is sadness. And then and again, over and over again, it keeps repeating. Um, and it seems like one is being purple the other to protect the lower layer and just going over and over and over again. But it's very core. It is very core. It's like in the iron core of a star is sadness and guilt. What is the thing that dampens every day? A grief that pulls you down at the strangest of times. I, it's... I 
I think Baru struggled in the early years, um, struggled to define it. They, but the closest they could get was survivor's guilt. Um, guilt that they're still going and people they care about aren't. And and I think everyday little things remind them of that. The, the sound of the birds in the morning, the smell of people cooking breakfast in the kitchen, um, even just the breathing of now with X in their room, the breathing of X while they're asleep, or when they sleep. All of it just reminds them that there's someone that isn't. And it's because Bari wasn't enough. Bari was a hindrance, a burden, and and someone else had to pay the price for that. So this guilt and these memories and these triggers are put through a meat grinder, essentially. And what comes out of it is a semi-definable amalgamation of visualizations and inner thoughts and the words of others. And the feeling of an environment that you haven't been in in a while. What does this look like in Baru's mind? I think you see many scenes, but it starts off with all of this from Baru's vantage point. It seems either Baru is incredibly small or everything around him is incredibly large. The trees towering hundreds of feet higher than any normal tree should be able to. Um, and even even just the grass and the foliage around them seems to be coming up way higher than any normal um, plant life should. And in front of them, as they cower, shaking, quivering in fear, you see a a figure just made entirely of lights. You can't really just tell any features on them. They're just a being of light, almost hard to look at, almost blinding. And in front of that being of light is a being of just utter darkness. There are several of them, a few smaller than, smaller than the one that's facing down this being of light. And even in this state, every time Bari tries to focus on any of their faces, it just becomes blurrier and harder to see. And but despite the lack of features, they can you can feel that the being of light had just turned around over their shoulder to look down at Baru before facing off this dark figure again. And then the scene suddenly changes. All of a sudden, the being the beings of darkness have long gone but the light is on the ground losing form now almost like it's melting into a puddle and Baru is looking 
on their hands and knees called over to them. And, and I think this is where the memory, they're not sure if it's a memory or something else spliced into it, thrown into it, but this being with the last of its physicality reaches out and grabs Baru by the throat. And all you hear is, it's your fault. It's your fault. And then they melt away, seep into the ground, disappear. And then you cut again. And again, from Bari's vantage point, all you can see is darkness. But then after a moment, you can hear muffled voices. And then Bari is pulled away, as you can see that they're being hugged by two people. And uh, ethnically Chinese Asama and a black Gorgon. Again, from this vantage point, it looks like they're hundreds of feet taller than any being really should be. And they feel cold in this hug. And even though the voices are muffled, you can tell they're giving just what I, what Baru feels are empty platitudes. Um, saying that they're glad that he's okay, but it doesn't feel like they are. And behind them, and I, I think you just catch a glimpse of who it is, uh, an ethnic Chinese, another ethnic Chinese Asama um, boy, younger than um, Baru is now, just staring daggers at Baru as shadows seem to envelop them, going from, starting from the, the top of the head, seeping downwards until they can't tell what the features are anymore. And then there's another scene change. And it looks like you're, from Barry's vantage point, you're looking through a slightly ajar door. And you can see that Asimar and that Gorgon sat at a table just crying. And in the same voice that that light creature had spoken to Baru in, you can hear them both saying to each other, it's his fault, it's his fault, it's his fault. You turn away from the crack in the door. And directly behind you is the figure that was slowly eaten up by the shadow. But it's turned into something else now. What is it? I think it has... And I, I see the transformation as it turns into Baru, but brutalized. Um, like they had just been in a fight that they were not built for, that they are not built for. And whatever was keeping them up had to be otherworldly because no normal being would be able to stand with the injuries and the missing parts that this version of Baru had. And this 
version of Baro collapses onto your chest and you have to shift your weight to keep them from falling. And right up against your heart, they turn their head to look into your eyes and they say something. It should have been you. All of you don't know how long you've been in these spaces. <laughs> we okay? <laughs> oh, um, great. Green card. I don't have a green card on me. Oh, this is, this is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't know how long you've been in that space. It could have been two seconds, two minutes, two years. Um, but around the same time, all of you seem to come back into your bodies uh, and you feel hungover on an astronomical level, like you experienced a dozen benders all at once. <laughs> and this is the aftermath. Um, and your return to consciousness is, is groggy and blurry and, the the noises around you don't quite make sense and and eventually you you can recognize the drip of the sewer uh and the echo of nothingness um x you op your eyes flutter open and you're orienting yourself, but really all you have a view on from fat, flat, flat, flat on your back <laughs> is the ceiling of the sewer system, um, a degraded, geometrically perfect archway above you. But then a figure hovers into your line of sight. And it sort of shapes like a dog, but also a rhinoceros. Um, and it doesn't have any eyes on its head. It just has this maw that opens up in like a sliced smile and teeth that overlap and are just jutting out, whether its mouth are cl is closed or not. And then you see two tentacles come into view, all those as well with spines on the ends. And then at last, a third tentacle whips around, and you see three pairs of eyes. And they blink at you. What do you do? I will say you're, you're a bit immobilized right now. <laughs> That's fair. X. <laughs> the immediate inclination is violence. Because, and not violence for violence sake, not violence in rage, violence as habit. Violence as instant 
instincts. The first, there is no fight or flight response. There's kill response. That's the only thing they have. Okay. Uh, and their hand tries to go somewhere and I feel like their body is still so sluggish and still so ingrained in, in this image, this memory that's still screaming at them. What are you doing here? Get out. You don't, be- you don't belong here. And I think the words actually fall out of X's mouth. You don't belong here. Uh, as they like try to grab for one of the many daggers hidden in the many folds of their many layers of clothes, but like their hand almost useful, like uselessly like bats against their chest as they're trying to find it, trying to find themselves. And their hand is just not working right. Cause they, their fingers still feel like they're on f- fire and there's something on their f- face, their faces wet they don't they don't know what that is and they lash out like they did when they woke up in stag's arms right they lash out uh but unlike that instance you're you're correct you're a bit immobilized it's kind of like when you try and use your arm after you've like slept on it all night and it's fallen asleep so you you say out loud you don't belong here and then try to like whip out across this creature and just completely uh, fluff it. Um, and then you hear the creature go, well, of course I belong here. This is my house. You've come into my home. You say it's not mine. Very rude. And this, at this moment, you recognize its mouth is moving, but it's the, it's the stock at the very top that has the eyes and then you look just above it and see that it has a tiny top hat on. It's sensory stock. <laughs> so rude. I just saved you and you said I don't belong here. So rude indeed. Uh, and um, you see him, uh, you see it waddle off and it, it's just very chody and girthy. Uh, and it waddles across this like makeshift bridge back over to the door um, that's trampled down and it's still gaping, uh, but you can see him slowly using his barbed tentacles to replace it um, the best he can, even though Stag cracked it in half. Um, <laughs> uh, and, it, and he's just going like, he's just kind of talking to himself and going like, oh, bother. Uh, by, by now, the rest of you are also come to enough to say something, but may, probably not attack anything or something. <laughs> Baru has is curled up in a ball, hasn't like looked up or anything like that. And I think they're just crying and like in a feet like fetal position, just sobbing. Well that's alright. That's uh you know a pretty normal reaction. He'll be fine. Um Sarah's gonna do a quick cursory glance over at stag and see like are they willing to be the face of the group right now or am i gonna have to stand up and do this so so we're we're not in the room anymore we've been moved you right? you've like been across the bridge. yeah you've been moved across a bridge uh and mm-hmm. down the tunnel a ways um so okay. and he's sort of waddled off back to the door so you can see him from a distance and you can hear everything in here because it's echoey as fuck um but yeah, there is some distance between all of you and, and the creature. Yeah, Stag is no stranger to hangovers, but this one's 
pretty bad. So she is like slowly pushing herself up. Like everything is woozily coming back into focus. Uh, the first gaze she snaps her eyes toward is X's. Uh, like confirms that X is okay. Looks at Baru, who's just straight up sobbing. Like pauses. Like her face doesn't change expression. Like something I think glassy and kind of cold comes over her face. And then she looks over at Ciro, uh, who's looking at her for direction. And then back at this thing. I. And she's thumping herself on her sternum. And every second that passes that she's conscious, I think she feels farther and farther away from the emotion that had swarmed her. Like a nightmare that she's trying to blink away and push off of herself. I, uh, what a, uh, excuse me, is that, do you, you said you, you, you live here? Are those your barrels? Uh, no, they're not, well, I don't know. I suppose they're my, well, you know, they're the people's barrels. What What does that mean? Well, I think they were just left down here, and no one really uses it anymore, so now I live here, so I suppose this is my house, so maybe those are mine, but they're a special occasion treat, you see. You eat those things? Of course. I'm made of a bit different stuff than you. (laughs) Go ahead, (laughs) Liv. Oh, I, um, I think Ciro is just, like, seeing that Stag is, you know, pushing themselves away from this trauma and and is trying to put the mask, I think Ciro's trying to put the mask back on, basically, and just trying to, like, recompose themselves. Um, you saved us. Uh, thank, thank you. Well, you're thank welcome. Thank you. Dave. 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 Um, you were asking my <clears throat> name, right? I, I am. I oh, am. Okay, and good. so, like, tries to adjust themselves. I think they look ragged. <laughs> I think they look absolutely <laughs> ragged, still covered in shit water. Uh, well, maybe not covered, but still just not okay. But they're doing their best. And will, um, as if, like, to recenter themselves, does, like, a very courteous little bow. Because <laughs> you just got to grab onto whatever you can <laughs> when you're going through trauma. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm Ciro. Ciro, Lily, Twill. Thank you. You have my thanks. Uh, I Ooh. think at this point he's, he's re- repaired the door. Uh, as it's just leaning, I think. <laughs> on the outside or something uh but he's he's waddled back over uh towards all of you and is sort of half in the aqueduct and then has his uh front feet up on the uh the ledge of the aqueduct next to the bridge where he's kind of shuffled all of you uh and you can see he has little like uh what like dino toes what are those called they're not are they not i guess do dinosaurs kind have of like hooves? Claws, kind of. You know, little. It, he's little, an ungulate, little nubs. Right? I don't know what that means. Like a hooved creature, like a horse or a deer. We'll call him hooves, yeah. but it's like three hooves. No nubs. It's like a classic dinosaur. Classic dinosaur hoof nub. <laughs> he puts his classic dinosaur <laughs> foot nubs up on the. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh well, uh, to Ciro. Oh, shake your hand, but. Uh, and then indicates his tentacle that is just covered in vicious barbs. 
I, I thank you, Dave. Yup, no thank worries. You. Yep. I think there's a thump uh, as X kind of slams their body into the back wall, like behind them, where they are very obviously struggling to stand up, like kind of like they're they're drunk, like tottering on several like you know limbs, and they just kind of smack into the wall. Uh, and their tail curls again, and they are like pulling themselves up and trying to draw their bow. Their like hand is shaking and the, like going toward their uh, like little uh, what is this called? Bracer, uh, a bracer, and they pull <laughs> a like a long <laughs> a wrist. They pull like a long black arrow out of it, and they're trying to knock it, but it is not working well for them. Uh, As they're still like so out of it that they are trying to uh, attack this thing, but it's going about it very slowly and very poorly. I think uh, Dave sees this and and very gently uses one of his uh, tentacles to just sort of pick the bow and arrow out of your hand and just set it just out of reach of you. (laughs) Hilariously, I do not think X would ever let go of that thing. So when he picks it up, he also picks them up and then drops them back onto oh, the floor oh, and they I, kind of like splat into a little puddle. Oh, okay. And then when you do this, um, bog dog like pours out of the, out of the papoose and it's just completely faded. <laughs> like, what was so- the, what was bog dog's inner memory? What was up with bog dog? Maybe that's the bonus <laughs> scene. The Maybe that's the bonus scene. Uh, exclamation point goal in the chat. Support us goal, and Colin. we'll support you. <laughs> X and Stag with all of her might tries to push herself off of the ground and stagger over to where X has splashed all across the sewer floor. Uh, if you get close to them, they try to slash at you with their dagger. Uh oh. Is it like a really slow? <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's like, like two babies it's very trying obvious. to slap each other. Yeah, because yeah. Stag is also like staggering, like, uh, she's just going, uh, X, hey, out, stop, wait, hey, 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 it's, no, it's okay. you don't, you don't belong here. In the sewer? Oh, it's all right. They said that to me as well. I don't think it's anything personal. Well, I hope I not. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's starting to dawn on Stag that whatever fucked up weird little trip thing she had was not just her. Like she pauses, looks at X who's slashing with a dagger. She turns her head and sees Baru who's still crying. Uh, and Ciro who's like has slapped on that mask, <laughs> you know, but like still has that poorly, literally shaking. <laughs> she's like, like her smile, like she's just like trembling. Um, and Stag takes a beat to take this in, nods to herself, and turns, like standing protectively over X, turns to this thing and says, What was in those barrels? You're asking Dave? Yes. Well, hell if I know. Uh-huh. And you said it just comes from runoff? Well, who collected oh. them? Who put the barrels in there? No, not any, not anything recent from what I could tell. It's been there sort of stewing a while, hasn't it? Oh, I see. Wait! And her eyes fix on their hat, 
and she plunges a hand into her pack and pulls out spat rat. Just a noodle, a limp noodle. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, oh, you found, you found one of them. Did you make this? Make a rat? How would I do that? No, no, your hat and the spats. Oh, you Did like, you? Do you like it? It's, it fits you pretty well. Where'd you get Thank it? you. Well, Klecker made it for me. Collector? Klecker? 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 I can't Stag spell. Is racist I can't spell. <laughs> okay. So I don't know how to spell it for you. <laughs> but it's like, um, it's like a, when you, a sound that clicks. Click. Clicker. And then when you go, oh, click, clicker, clicker, <laughs> oh, a consonant, add a consonant. <laughs> okay, click, clicky, click, click person. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've added it to live chat if anyone is not doing a bit. <laughs> Me and Liv were like, oh. <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> I instantly looked at Trent. <laughs> Klecka. Yeah, that's it. All right. <clears throat> okay, well, that was horrible uh and she stuffs spat rat back in the pack and closes the top of the pack and where where is this klecka oh just down the way a bit is there anything about them we should know about are they also a barbed gentleman like yourself are they a murderous type perhaps well i don't really get in get in his business but he's not like me. Okay. Is he a person? What is that? What do you mean by person? Okay. Uh, uh, maybe like a hu humanoid on two legs with two arms. That well, sort of thing. Have you ever played charades? Let's play charades. You know what? Why not? And there's like a kind of manic look in the stag's <laughs> eyes like... We're in a poop tunnel where we just had a fucking psychedelic tryptamine <laughs> vision. Why not? Why not play charades with this rhino dog tentacle thing? Uh, so she she goes, she stands up, and I'm just gonna do charades. Uh, she puts her arms oh, out and like puts her charades. legs out too. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. That's good. Are they vaguely shaped like this? Like wide? Uh, no. Two arms, two You're legs. You're not supposed upright. to talk in charades. <sighs> she does <laughs> one arm out, another arm out, shakes one leg, and then the other leg. Like she's a gingerbread man. Oh, the hokey pokey. Uh, she puts, she shakes her head <laughs> and puts a big X across her chest. Oh, no, uh, don't go back in there. Don't go back in there. The X is there <sighs> for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then she she takes out her axe, stumbles with it, and like sort of swings, like rah rah, huh? Oh, a belligerent. Hmm. <clears throat> Is a, a, a belligerent? Did I Are get they? it right? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She puts the axe away and slumps against a wall, dejected. Oh, who are we done? Well, I'll go. <laughs> With its tentacles, it does like the movie. <laughs> it holds up both tentacles for two words. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Movies aren't real. <laughs> but the hokey pokey is. <laughs> it's kind of... Yeah. That's canon, yeah. Anybody else want to play? <laughs> I, I think um, at, at some point the, the sobbing kind of stops and then you see Barry still in like a, a fetus position, kind of very panicked, start looking through their pockets, like doing their best to look away from people by looking through their pockets. And then I think when Barry passed out, Star kind of like shut down. Um, I, I think most of the time this doesn't happen even when they're asleep but i think from what i could tell this induced unconscious trip was probably magical so i wouldn't be surprised i think it makes sense for it to interfere with any magical connection at the time as oh, well yeah so star would have like collapsed probably like on their side on the ground but then you see kind of the runes across their body light up before fading again and they stand back up and just very calmly i guess is emotionlessly that's what contract is anyway walks over to baru and baru like stands up with the eyes covered and then kind of holds onto the side of um on the side of star and it's kind of just like i don't think they're trying to hide it their like face is drenched in tears they're kind of they're still shaking um heaving from the violent sobbing but they're just trying their best to steady themselves with one hand grasped onto the arm of Star and the other covering the eyes. And their snakes are, I think most of the snakes are probably unconscious, I think, still. Lip noodles! Um, yeah, probably got like just lip noodles going on. Um, some of them may be stirring a little bit, hissing in their um, induced slumber. Um, but yeah, and it's kind of like standard. They're, I don't go, think wait, they... they're going like this. you <laughs> <laughs> um i think one of them is a snorer um i think zeva i think zeva snores is that the wrench thing <laughs> no that's that's nizia oh yeah, uh, yeah. nizia nizia isn't a snorer um i think they're like a you know what? i think nizia is a sleep hisser they're they talking their sleep uh, um, relatable so they kind of hiss in their sleep so yeah, Nizia and Zeva are the the noisy sleepers right now. The others are kind of limp and silent. X, I think, has turned away from violence and is now. <laughs> X has turned over a new leaf. <laughs> <laughs> For the time being, they're no longer trying to kill anyone. After Stag's back was kind of like their, um, you know, purview for a moment. Oh my and god, did Stag's butt cure you? <laughs> yes. Uh, f- full yes. Uh, but X has kind of like grappled onto their bow and is now frantically praying. Now. 
and these like clipped phrases of um, infernal and draconic both. Uh, I think I know Baru speaks draconic. Yes. Um, so there are like little fratches of like they seem to be frantically praying about bones um like bone like something about like bones guide me like something like little snatches and little phrases like that um and they have like their face their bow like pressed against their forehead uh and they are like muttering to themselves a little bit before they kind of finally seem to have gotten a grip on themselves losing control that much I think has rattled them drastically. And they're now like, you know, like when you trap a cat in a cat trap or something, and like no. once it realizes that it can't, <laughs> like, you know, like trap it, like spay and release, neuter and release kind of thing. I no. want, you know, like, not all of us are like farm boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, well, it's like once the animal has realized that it's in a cage and it can't fight its way out of the cage, they'll just kind of like sit against the back of the cage and look at everything with really wide eyes. That's what X is doing. But we're all familiar with giving up, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Zero. <clears throat> oh, yes. What is Zero up to? Um, I think Zero has seen that Stag seems to have it under control, or at least is as <laughs> control as we're going to Is say. that the interpretation that Zero had? <laughs> no, but you know, it's either that or they have to do it, and they're not going <laughs> to, they're not in a place where they can handle it right now. Um, so I do think that, God, I think they're looking at everyone else. Um getting just like a read on how the other two are doing. And while they definitely want to go and talk to X, I think they're a little afraid too, quite frankly. Um, I think like you see Zero take a step and if like X reacts in any way, so it's like, never mind. <laughs> like, never mind. <laughs> just take us it all back. Yeah, their eyes like flick toward you, you know, and then stay trained on you. Like they don't blink. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm really, I'm really okay, actually. Um, so I think instead I will, Sierra will go to Baru um, and just like sit next to them and just, I don't know where we're going, but I think we need to go. Baru suddenly nods very like erratically and just goes, um, yeah, yes, yes. Um, yes, I, I want to go. I think we should go. Uh, do, 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 do you have, do, do you have a cloth or, um, a cloth? Um, I think yeah. Sarah takes out like a handkerchief. Oh, yes. They seem like it's that wet. <laughs> I don't think Barry cares at this point. Yeah. Poopy water wit. <laughs> so still one hand covering it, let go of Star and take it. And they just they wrap it around their eyes um, before looking um, in the general direction of um, Zero. This goes on. Thank you. Sorry, I had to cough. Um, 
we'll talk about this later, okay? Or just nuds. This later, yeah. okay. And Pat's on the shoulder. And I guess I'll go over and try to help <laughs> stack. Uh Translate. There was a moment, yeah, where where Stag was leaned up against the wall, right? Like mm-hmm. one, uh, her forearm flat against it, parallel to it, her forehead against her wrist, looking down, like someone who's like uh, really hungover, uh, to lean up against an alley wall. And as soon as you approach, she drops the arm, turns at, turns to look at you, and is like a perfect display of smiles. Uh, and like a big toothy grin and like she's completely bounced back right like she's had her morning steak you know like the morning after and she's bouncing back uh, and she just says zero baru x jaysha it looks like the path forward is clear thank you dave for your assistance we just have to keep going oh. zero's gonna take lead on this turn to the others we're gonna go. We're leaving. Where are you going? You don't want to stay for supper. And he turns um. around, and you can see his sensory stock turn to like a corner of uh, the sewage system, and there is just a pile of shit. There is just a mountainous pile of like shit and debris and decay and awful sitting there. No, thank you, Dave. Sarah's <laughs> used to, like, fertilizer and, and the gross, mucky part of nature. Fully going to throw up in this moment. You see Sarah <laughs> just go pale and then green. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have a lot to share because that's about, you know, I'm a growing boy. Anyway, so... Thank you for your assistance, Dave. I definitely won't forget you. Well, that's nice. So maybe you come visit sometimes. It gets lonely down here with just me and Klecka. Oh, you know, I'm 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 pretty busy. Uh yeah, well you do. Well, you know, we're all full-time grad students. Oh, what is that? That is school. We all go to school. School. Like a school of fish. Yes. <laughs> yes, like a school of fish, Dave. Sometimes there's fish down here, so you could do it here if you wanted. I don't mind sharing my space a little bit. I'll get back to you on that, Dave. This entire time, Stag <laughs> has been moving down down the sewer system, so she's like, I'll get, I'll get back to you on that, Dave. Where are you going? I'll make sure to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm uh. <clears throat> okay. Um, what's everybody else doing? I'm I'm gonna be following. I think I've grabbed onto Star's arm again, and I'm Star's gonna be leading me. I'm following Stag. Okay. Sierra X, what's X- up? X will also kind of um, shakily get themselves up onto their legs and start stalking after stag once she starts moving kind of like a animal being guided right like it's just like oh that's where the noise is going so i'm gonna go follow that do you pick up bogdan 
Oh, yes. They souped out of your... <laughs> oh, right. They souped. <laughs> X will unsoup them. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing the animal metaphor, Ciro <laughs> will be the herd dog in the back. I think Ciro is taking up the back position because it's like... Perfect. These two are out of it. <laughs> um, so all of you are walking, walking, and I think Dave is still in the background going like, Okay, well, if you change your mind, I will be here. Um, and if you see Klecker, say hi. Say Dave says hi. And tell him you like my hat. I think that would mean a lot to him. Uh, and then his voice starts getting muffled. Uh, and the camera shifts. And we, the viewer, can see he's just shoving, uh, f- like, fistfuls of shit from that pile into his mouth. Uh, and still trying to talk through it. So just, like... Uh, specks of <laughs> of waste are just uh, spraying everywhere. Um, and that's where we're going to take our break. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank y'all so much. We will be back in 10 minutes and enjoy uh, some info on the players and a look at our sponsors. And goodbye. You are back in your uh, your line, trudging down uh, the passages of the sewer. What is the plan here? Stag is just going to go in the direction that Dave had indicated and will be on the lookout for someone who might fit uh, the Klecka description. Okay. Uh, everybody else. And uh, let me know. And then just a reminder that it's like you're, there's these paths, there's random bridges, and then there are a series of number of, of other doors that you're going to pass while you're traveling. None of them are going to have red X's on them, though. So, But they're just as shoddily manufactured or put together. I think X is... they After like walking for a few moments, their body kind of shimmers. And uh, they actually cast Disguise Self on themselves as, like, this, uh, their skin almost ripples, kind of very mystique core a little bit <gasps> as these, like, scales run down their body. Yeah. Uh, and the person that is left in their wake is a, like, Air Ganassi person with, like, light blue skin and this really, really long, straight white hair. Uh, their eyes are still like X's with the black sclera and the black pupil with the ring of white around the iris. But they... As like as soon as they change, literally the way that they walk changes. Uh, they like sit up straighter and become more confident from like the kind of crouched stalking that they were doing before. Like being in somebody else's body helps them, helps them recenter themselves to be somebody else, to not be themselves helps them. Uh, so it seems as they just kind of like take this transformation without saying anything. And they are now, like, starting to peer down some of the corridors, looking for ladders leading up, looking for signs of life, keeping their ears peeled, uh, and their, like, extra dark vision, looking out to see, like, deeper into the dark to see which direction we should be going to either find an exit out of here or to find where all of those spat rats were running off to. <laughs> Just the babies. Um, have you taken this form in front of anyone before? No. Okay. Um, do you try to do it so nobody notices? 
that you change Not necessarily. Forms? I know Ciro is behind Ecstasy, okay. is kind of like leading the group. So Ciro would definitely just okay. see X doing this. But it's very quiet magic. Like they literally just step into somebody else's body mm-hmm. and keep moving like nothing has changed. So it's uh, it's a surprise, but it's not uh, to the rest of you, but not a, um, a one like not one that's like, oh, a, a complete and utter stranger is here and we're in danger. Just like, oh. X can do that and is it doing it now <laughs> for some strange reason. Uh, yeah, they're still yeah. wearing their own eyes. <laughs> That's such a horrifying <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Baru, what are you doing? Um, Baru's still got the handkerchief wrapped around their eyes and just holding on to Star's... Um, is this the forearm? That's the forearm, right? Yeah. Yeah, just holding on to Star's forearm. Um, Star has their own vision. They don't have to see through Baru or anything. So as long as Baru gives them the mental command of follow Stag, which they have, they will just continue to follow Stag. Um, but you just see Baru with this awful murky handkerchief that um, they borrowed from Zero wrapped around their eyes and looking down, like aimed downwards at the ground as they kind of walk. I, they look like honestly they look like a young child who's just finished crying holding onto their mother's hand right now as hmm. they're walking through Sierra. yeah i think oh, yeah go ahead i was just gonna say i think stag maybe reaches like a fork in the sewer tunnel or something because there's tons of different tunnels mm-hmm. branching off in various doors she pauses and she uh, starts to turn around to address the rest of the crew all right, so I think our vote should be what? Who? Who are you? And Stag like reaches for her axe as she sees axe. What? Who? 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 Who's that? Who? Huh? Who are you? Stag, it's okay. It's okay. Um, and Cyril is looking at X as if explain yourself, <laughs> giving you space. <laughs> To explain yourself. I love how X is just staring. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they were like, what? Uh, X looks between Ciro and Stag, realizes that they should say something, and they go, oh, this makes me feel better. Oh my god. X? Yeah. Yes? Oh. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, oh it's, yeah. it's, okay, got it. They cast uh-huh. it a spell, they cast it a spell. <laughs> oh, I thought something, like, happened. Uh, like, someone replaced them or something, and it was, it's just, okay, 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 I understand now. I. All right. You're, if it's yeah. sort of like Baru's rag, X's Aragonasi, sure. Whatever you need. But Stag keeps the axe out and just holds it in front of her now, like two-handed. Not canonizing Baru's rag. (laughs) I mean, that honestly is what it is. That's what they're seeing. Oh my god. (laughs) Cyril thinks about telling Stag to put the axe away. Besides, no, we're not gonna do that. Uh, We're just gonna gonna let her be her. Um... So you were saying about directions and a vote? Yeah, there's just so many different tunnels and Dave's directions weren't exactly very clear. 
Hmm. And I think spat rat's still a little out of it to be able to help us find the way. I would agree. Uh, me live. I don't have anything to help in this. That's fine. That's so great. Um, that's I mean, anybody well, can make a perception check. Anybody can make an investigation check. Like you don't yeah, have to have I was, a like. Santa, I'm trying to cheat. Well, it's <laughs> not <laughs> cheating, Liv. That's how you play. <laughs> you know what would be cheating uh, is I can't. I don't look at your spell list. Just use a spell you don't have. And I won't know. Oh, wow. I have a spell uh, called Figure Out creature. Sewers. Easy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Connie. I cast win the game. That's right. Oh, how does that one work? That's a cantrip, weirdly enough. Um, it's you just it's a cantrip. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How funny. <laughs> well, the wildest thing, it is a cantrip. Um, and it's unlimited. I can use it as many times a day. Uh, as cantrips are. I know um, what a cantrip no, is. I, I can't believe you just did that to me. No, I realized that I was being redundant, so I made fun of myself. You're perfect. You don't you need to change. You just live-splained me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what Do you want to uh, do I'll anything? Oh, my God. All yeah, right. Can I, can I also roll perception? Y'all do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I didn't. I failed. I, I wrote it for um, Star because Bar obviously blindfolded, and Star Star's a minus three in wisdom. So, whoops! Mm. I rolled a natural twenty. I, a- I am cheating. <gasps> you are <laughs> cheating. No, I did legitimately That's- roll a natural twenty. I'm just shocked. That's incredible because I rolled a natural one. Oh no! Wow, I, oh. I haven't rolled a natural twenty at all this entire game. So now it's finally my turn, and now. You who gets them three times gay, <laughs> Connie. We switched. We switched luck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I rolled a seventeen. Both very good. Both very good. Um, see, not so much. <laughs> um, see, I think what happens to X is they have an acid flashback, essentially from the the chemicals, the arcane chemical. Uh, waste dump that they were just exposed to uh and one part one like fragment of uh the trip that you went through appears in front of you and for a moment you think it's real what is it uh it's like coming down the tunnel is like a shouting voice saying like get out of here which makes x i think just jump like slightly sideways like they've heard something down the hallway and as they do they cycle through like eight different people like their whole form just kind of glitches where it's like before actually just like dispelling and landing back on themselves uh and they look wide-eyed and shocked uh and they are kind of like their hand is shaking a little bit and like again kind of gripping the health of their bow uh, as they seem to look and, and realize it was just a whatever that thing was initially. Um, and they don't quite say anything yet. Whoa. Excerpt you? Okay. No. Right. Uh, uh well, uh, you know what, everyone? It's been a hard day. I think we can all agree on that. But at the end of the tunnel, there's someone with a weird name 
who's going to give us some answers. And I don't know about the rest of you, but I know that's going to make me feel a lot better. So we just have to reach that person, get the goddamn answers we came down here for, and then we can go back up and not smell like poopy doo-doo water. Oh, thank God. Stag. On your perception check, you see that um, you kind of pick up the trail of the, the excretion of the worm's path. Um, and you're able to uh, easily see that. But um, you start taking a closer look at the slim platform before you that you're walking down, right? And you are able to see uh, multiple footsteps that have been kind of left in the filth um i think with perception you can't really discern whose they are what kind they are anything like that probably just need a survival for that but it does look like personoids have have been down here do you want to do anything about that Anything? Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pause with my axe still out and, and squint and look down and try to see where the footsteps are leading. Like, I'm going to try to follow them down a tunnel and how recent they look. I feel like I need, like, a survival check or something for that. That's totally okay, fine. Cool. I also know Sarah got a nat 20 uh, on the perception. Yes, so I, don't know if I get... will get to Sarah. I have something special cool. for Liv. It's a knuckle sandwich. (laughs) Why are you so excited? (laughs) You didn't know. Liv looked jubilated. (laughs) It's just pure joy. Finally. Uh, Punched every day. (laughs) Not not this. Not this. Jack, please. (laughs) Your mics. (laughs) Uh, I got a six. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You're like... They're recent, but also old, but also fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stag has no idea. She just knows they're there. Yeah. Um, but you definitely concern a direction to and from. There's not, there's not a, a way for them to spread out, so it's pretty, pretty clear to you. Um, Ciro, you are sort of perceiving the space in a different way. Uh, and you and you pick up visually on the same things to some degree, but what you really grasp on is faintly far down this tunnel, you can hear someone yelling. Okay, is it clear enough that I could follow it? I think you can get a sense of direction from okay. how it's from how it's sounding with with mm-hmm. your ear sort of tuning to it. But at mm-hmm. where you are right now and with uh, the echoiness of the of the the tunnels, you can't really discern what it's saying. OK, precisely. Maybe a okay. word every now and then. But the rest of it's kind of like a TV in another room, you know? Yeah. Yeah music from the party but you're in the other room and no one invited you yeah i remember (laughs) college (laughs) no man i would have invited you to my parties yeah well Um, i would have gotten really drunk and barfed on your rug so (laughs) jokes on you (laughs) 
me and me and Liv shaking hands, <laughs> throwing us. In the, on the yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, I think I think Ciro will try to get the other's attention and just I was just like a simple like I think I think I hear something but they're gonna just start wandering in that direction already um Sierra's going to just like start wandering down afraid that they would potentially lose the trail so uh you have a marching order already I believe stacks stack (laughs) well they Mm -hmm. are stacked stags in the front (laughs) Um, so do you, do you like step around them? Um, or do you, uh, you start flying and kind of passing over the waterway or what's the solution or you fly over them and like, how do you fly? I'll fly over them and the waterway. Um, I know there was a formation. We're not doing that anymore. I think I found the way. So I'm going to (laughs) go. Perfect. Whoa, whoa, Ciro, where are you heading this, off this to? way? This this way, this way. And does the way follow the footprints I found? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then Stag nods and says, All right, looks like we're on to something. Come on, cheer up. We're going to reach the end of this tunnel and there's going to be a big pot of gold. I think it's just going to be an angry person, but maybe. Well, if it's an angry person, at least we can be angry back. And she like sort of grips grips her axe, and you get the sense that the axe is to stag what the disguised self and the bandana are to X and Baru. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too real. <laughs> we all have comfort items. Um, Sarah, what's yours? <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna Sarah, say where anything, is your but baby like blanket. This entire game, I've been fiddling with my hands, which is what Sierra tends to do. So, like, I, I have very nervously Perfect. been just doing this the entire game under the table. I feel that. Um, oh. Perfect. Everybody else, um, it seems like Sierra has sort of taken the initiative and is heading in a particular path, and Stag is confidently following behind. X and Baru, what are you doing? X moves forward pretty quickly after Stag and Ciro and then pauses, doubles back, uh, and very, and like stands in front of Star and asks and says quietly, Can I hold on to Star too, Baru? Baru has been very quiet. I think like docile. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but just very like, um, calm but you can tell it's not because that they are calm but because they're kind of trying to shut out everything and anything that could stimulate them but they nod and star reaches out a hand for x i'll make sure we go the right way and x will take star's hand thank you star 13 and start leading both of them after zero and stag perfect uh, so as y'all are walking um, or hovering down uh, the sewage passage, passageways deeper and deeper in this sort of like catacomb beneath the university, you see more and more pockets of those candles that you saw when you first got in. They're becoming more frequent and the light is becoming uh, less dim by the consistency of them. And 
eventually you get close enough that all of you, uh, without issue, can pick up the yelling. And it's a voice saying, I mean, what were you thinking? And it's echoing off everything. There was no heads up. I could have died. Whose voice is that, Vanna? They Whose wanna give that? me a history take. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anyone can give me one. I'm praying that this dice doesn't fuck me. Bar, I'm not number one. I think Bar is out of it still. I just rolled a second natural one. <gasps> what is happening to ecstasy? I'm going through it. Rattled. It? Shaken to their core. Rattled. <laughs> Literally shaken to their core. Unwell. <laughs> um, 15 Ooh, okay and you're you're not rolling right jack yeah i'm not rolling were you gonna say something Liv? oh i got a 17 i rolled oh what that you said 15 me no, oh who was no that was me oh that's con, con i mean i i technically got a 15 on the die and then added maybe two. I just knew psychically. No, I just wasn't <laughs> looking at the screens, and apparently you two sound the same to me. Somehow. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's hilarious, hilarious to me. <laughs> I also got a fifteen on the die, but I have a plus zero. <laughs> Meant for each other. Um, if you got over a ten, <laughs> you recognize this voice as. Chorus. Your classmate that fleed from the scene of the purple worm attack. Was this the man we almost neutered? No, that was Cadorus. <laughs> Cadorus and Chorus. Okay. This is the uh the Titan warlock uh from Quandrix. Quandrix mm. student. Were they the one that disappeared and like hurt people on their way out? Okay. Does anybody inform? (laughs) And Stag is running down. She's raging. Bonus action rage. (laughs) Like the ghostly stone lion like roars off of her shoulders. And she's just running toward the source of the noise. Amazing. The only thing Zero does is move out of the way. (laughs) What does that fail to? Um, I think all of you maybe by now understand the correlation of of uh, of the yell and and the the other yell. Yeah. (laughs) I I think when I think even in this state, Barz knows that. There's no stopping Stag, and there's, there's, uh, right now there's not much they can do to aid. So it's going to follow, I guess, oddly calmly behind. <laughs> well, X got a nat one, so I assume that they have yet another, like, uh, vision, like, pops out to scare the shit out of them again. Uh, I love and it, I, yes. Like, yeah. Uh, as, like, it's almost like there's a voice right next to their ear that makes them startle and jump uh and i they like drop star's hand out of reflex um 
as like their own hands start to light on fire a little bit, almost like they were sort of casting hellish rebuke by accident. So now they're like some like little tips of fire on their fingertips. Would that hurt? Like they, Star? Don't, they don't actually cast it. Oh, okay. No, I hope not. Okay. Uh, it's just, I mean, just for flavor. Like... Just for fi- no, I don't want to hurt them. <laughs> oh man, I'd feel so bad. But X, what well, X should have thought about that? Yeah, before you I were traumatized. I should have thought about that before I rolled a natural one while I was already traumatized <laughs> and having flashbacks. I know, Star can take think... damage. Start a start a soak for Barry. So if. If anyone at any point wants to start to take damage, it's fine. I'm not going to be upset about it. Well, with that in mind, I think instead of letting go of uh, Star, I think X squeezes down on where they're holding onto Star's hand and maybe like crushes some of the metal. Like just like with the sheer force of panic and will and adrenaline, just like, and you can hear like the metal crunch as X like inhales again really sharply as this voice comes out of their like out of the side of their ear like you don't belong like again you don't belong here get out of here uh like shout like shouting in their ear uh, mm-hmm. as the metal crunches. What is uh what is um a weaponless attack? Is it just D six? It's just a D four, I think. One. It's just strength plus one. Uh, unarmed, stri- unarmed strike is strength plus one, unless you're a monk, and then it goes up with the monk right. die. What's but your? Everyone else is just strength plus one. What's your strength modifier? A plus two, so that'll be three. Three damage. Okay. And Bar, you can definitely hear the crunching of uh, of Star's hand oh, as this happens, yeah. even if you can't, if your vision's blocked by her body. Um. Oh, there's something weird. There you go. Um, I think Baru, like, even with a blindfold on, um, tenses up and then looks up in the direction of Star. But Star themselves doesn't react. They don't, like, pull back. They don't move. They still stay at just as stationary as they was before. Their hands now crushed in X's hand. Um, and... Hmm. I think I just hold on tighter to Star's hand. Uh, I don't say anything. I don't do anything. I just hold on tighter. Okay. Uh, Sarah, you're kind of caught in the middle of this. Are you just going to push forward or w- what you're doing? Yeah, I think um, I definitely move out of the way so Stag can go. But I think I follow very, sh- like, very uh, quickly behind because... I'm pissed. <laughs> now that I have a person that I can direct my anger That's towards, right. Sarah is not okay. Um, and I think I'm gonna... I think I'm gonna ready in action. I mean, I know we're not in combat, but like, if Chorus tries to leave at all, I will cast Thorn Whip on them. Ha <laughs> ha! Okay, <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right, then let's uh, let's go to the head of the line, Stag. You are just barreling down the tunnels, and and you're not really giving um, thought to what's around you. Or absolutely not. Yeah, no, you are I'm using all my forty feet of movement <laughs> to just perfect. go. Um, I think if you use your movement and your uh, bonus action to dash, then you could you could get there. 
pretty quickly. Uh, well, I don't know if we're in initiative or not. Um, well, I, I guess just I just going. mean like. Yeah, I just want to say you can go farther than 40 feet is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I'm raging. I'm yeah. raging. Perfect. Yeah. You you're able to close the distance between you and Chorus's voice pretty quickly. And you stumble uh, through another one of these sort of half crumbled archways uh, and you look into a space that is the most like a room thing you've ever seen. Um, it's a larger, more open space. And at the center is this gigantic gaping hole. But it doesn't look like a wormhole. It looks manufactured. Um, but it's just like a yawning abyss somehow even deeper into the earth. And there are aqueducts coming from where you are off to the right, around a corner you can't see, in front of you. Uh, and then add a T to the left, coming into that one. You see Chorus standing, just completely taken aback. I think stunned by just your yell. You know, uh, I don't think that's an unfamiliar sound to him. <laughs> Especially if y'all have uh, been in Mage Tower games together before. Um, it's sort of like the you've been marked Yell right. So I, he, this man is too su- too stunned to speak, um, and he's standing there off balance as you come in. His eyes wide and his muscles like tense, uh, and he looks the same as you saw him on the field, but a bit damper <laughs> uh, and dirtier. Um, and you lock eyes with him, and then you notice some movement out of the corner of your eye. Your gaze shifts to the left, and you see this sh- like shanty house. Uh, it's it's made of just like uh, again slapdash bits of wood. Um, it's 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 strange that it has any sort of structural integrity at all. Um, and then there's like a tarp over the top, and then a shower curtain, uh, like a really faded shower curtain for the door, and then like the crappiest patio you've ever seen on the front. And the the patio goes right to the edge of the yawning opening in the floor. And there's a figure sitting there with one leg up to their chest and one leg dangling down into the abyss. And you can tell by the leg that this is an aracocra, a bird person. You can see the talons on the end of their claws on their left foot. And you follow that up and you see that they're clothed in black and brown rags of leather and strange like ha- like haphazardly quilted fabrics uh and they have a hood that is so far over their head that you can't see their features but only the tip of their like cracked beak cracked like a like a tooth almost and they don't move or say anything either Stag bursts into this chamber and slams the axe uh, onto the ground to cause, like, rock to explode up. She, like, plants it down, points a big, like, big meaty, like, finger at him and says, Buddy, what the fuck is going on? 
the rest of you kind of catch up behind Stag as this um, meaty finger accusation is being made. Um, and Chorus just like stammers and is like, what are you doing here? What about, what are we, what are we, what are we doing here? Oh, oh, Ciro, Hex, Varu, I don't know. What, what are we doing here? What might we be doing down here at the bottom of everything? Hmm, could it be perhaps, 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 Chorus, just a purr and a haps that a worm burst onto the battlefield during our very rousing game of Mage Tower, which, by the way, you were losing in a very sportsmanlike way, cheating. might I add. Cheating. That's, we're going to table that. Uh, perhaps we're down here because said worm retreated back into that hole and you, might I add, exploded out of existence, wounding a couple people in the stands, might I add. So we had to, of course, seek out the truth, seek out answers. We, a lot has happened to us and uh, answers are here. You are an answer that is, I assume, Kedja, Katya, Cooker, Cookie, Camarilla, Camino, whoever, Kaka. Kleka. Not the voice I expected. Kleka. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Kleka. Wonderful to meet you. I am Stag. These are other people. What is happening? Chorus seems to be shaken out of uh, his stupor a little bit and is just like, I. Why? Why? Why why do you always have to be the center of everything? Just leave it alone. Why can't you just leave it alone? You. Hmm. How do I put this chorus? And is chorus also because the last time we described him, he was also kind of like blue blooded. Right. Is I don't he know like what the that aristocrat? means. Oh, rich. Like he's a noble. Uh, yeah. yeah rich. He's, he like literally thinks badly of people if they're poor. <laughs> Okay, got like it. he's like ew, uh, poor people. <laughs> he's a Kardashian. <laughs> sure, we hate him. We hate his ass. Oh uh, yeah. So Stag pauses, looks at him, kind of up and down, uh, and then she says, "Interesting of you to say that, Chorus. I would assume that you, of all people, would understand that if someone pisses on your leg, tells you it's raining." You'd be an idiot to believe them and an even bigger fool to just walk away. So are you accusing me of being dull or being foolish? <laughs> I think he's he's speechless. <laughs> I think he just strengthens his stance in response. A worm exploded out of the ground, hurt members of our team. X was, and she controls herself. And you expect us to do nothing about it? And that the act of investigating it is what attention-seeking behavior? Chorus, please, just because your daddy doesn't pay you any attention. Doesn't mean the rest of us feel the same way. You're one to talk, Stag. <sighs> Listen. My fathers are many things, but they are not negligent. I'm not saying you're attention-seeking. I'm just saying 
you know, it's okay to let sleeping dogs lie. Like, not everything has to be your business. It was a worm, not a dog. Also, where did you find this one? Don't. This is nothing to do with X and everything to do about you. If it's. You seem very protective over this. Is it your business? Do you have something to do with this? It's none of your business if it's my business. That's my point. So, in a world where this giant purple worm is your business and probably your responsibility, your fault, you want us to just walk away from it? Uh, It is not my fault. I was also not told that this was going to be happening today. So I'm as much of a victim as you are. Why would somebody tell you? Who would tell you? And why does that person know anything about this worm? And what's your connection to that person? Are you going to do anything? Chorus turns around, like swings on, uh, on uh, Klecka. Uh, and Klecka does some sort of version of a, a smirk. I don't know how ones with beaks smirk, but it happens. But it happens. <laughs> mm. uh, and then stands... Uh, on this shitty makeshift patty on the edge of the abyss, um, shoves their hands in the pockets of their cobbled-together pants uh, and turns to face all of you. This really is no concern of yours. How far away are the two of them? Uh, I think Stag's the closest and probably 20 feet? 20 feet between Stag and Chorus. uh, And then maybe like 40 feet between Stag and Klecka. Okay. I mean, let's see if this works. Um, I think... I described when Bari was thrust into this, for lack of a better term, acid trip. Um, I kind of described their the feelings as a Russian nesting doll where it was guilt and sadness and anger and guilt and sadness and anger. And each layer was being put on over the other to protect the lower. And I think up until now, you've been seeing them kind of rebuild the layer of sadness and I think what is coming up next is a layer of anger as they let go of Star's hand and just kind of suddenly walk past everyone, even like lays a gentle hand on Stag's shoulder. Doesn't like push them, but like you can tell that they want you to step aside as they walk to close the gap a little bit between these two figures and us. And they st- through this blindfold, you can see the snakes are, they've been awake for a while now, but they've had their eyes closed. Bari just goes, you're going to answer our questions. And they're going to remove their blindfold, and I'm going to use petrifying gaze to, on the two of them. Oh, you can use it on two people? Anyone that can see me within 30 feet, they have to roll a constitution saving, sorry. 
Uh, it's like a cone, a 30 feet cone. Okay. Uh, the hood is still over Klecka's eyes, but I'll okay. allow it for chorus. Okay. You have to make a con save. As uh, when they re- re- um, remove the blindfold, you see, originally Baru's eyes are golden with a red rim around the um, pupils. Um, but it seems like almost like the cell has been broken and that red has been leaked into the, the sclera of the rest of the eyes. So now it's red with uh, um, golden um, irises as they stare. One time that happened to me when I pooped too hard. <laughs> That's a true story. Uh, I rolled a 10. Or I got a 10 total. They fail. And you see their muscles tense up all of a sudden. And you see a thin crust of stone begin to form. And they can make another save at the end of their turn. And if they fail... Um, let me check how many times. Da-da-da. Okay, so we're only, I'm only level six. So they just, they, this keeps going on for one minute until they succeed on the con save. So it keeps going every six seconds at the roll again, basically. Higher low, Drac. Um, uh, what is this for? <laughs> Higher low. Uh, low. the 19 you do this you see chorus is about to yell something else out face stricken with anger when the last of that petrification creeps up his face and stops the sound coming from his mouth and if you recall chorus is standing on the lip of the bottomless abyss. And the, um, the um, movement, the movement remaining shakes his statuary figure just enough to tip backwards. I cast Thorn Whip. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I cast Thorn Whip. Yep. He's not trying to run away. But he's, he's tipping away. <laughs> he's getting away. He's getting away. He is leaving. You the said area. running away. He's definitely not running away. Uh, Can I try to grab him? Oh, no. Pull the hard move, Vanna. Pull it. Yeah. Lower Pull high, the hard Connie. Move. What was that? Lower high. Hi. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I rolled a three. You do. You do try. Your arm lashes out and hooks out to grab the edge of his petrified shoulder. But the only thing you do is give him the slightest push ensuring his fall and you hear the strange empty noise of something falling the hole is 15 feet in diameter when he's falling he's not touching anything so you could just hear that whistling emptiness as he goes down and down and down and then he shatters. Oh, 
Asia. <laughs> Kleka. So does anybody have mending or? <laughs> Kleka. I do, but Kleka's, I don't think that will work here. <laughs> Kleka's shoulders move up and down. They're laughing. And they go, well, that's one thing I don't have to do myself now. Thank you, new friends. I, Bo staggers backwards. Like, they, I don't think they expected this. The, the petrifying gaze has never fully petrified anyone before. Um, so they kind of stagger back and... All of that anger immediately disappears, and they hurriedly scramble for that uh, handkerchief to wrap around their eyes again. Stag has run to the edge of the pit and is like looking over at the bottom and is just going, Chorus? Chorus! Chorus, stop sticking around! Chorus! I don't think he's going to answer. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's this isn't how this was supposed to go. That wasn't he's fine. He's fine. He can be he can be fixed. He can be fixed. This is Strixhaven. Anything broken can be fixed. <laughs> Who told you that? I, 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 Ciro, you're, you're a Wither Bloom student, right? You can just, like, glue statues back together and then de-petrify them, right? That's a um, thing that happens. <laughs> One, definitely not in Wither Bloom, maybe Prismari. Two, I think Ciro is, like, fully dissociating. Like, I think you look over and you just see Ciro's, like, truly in a state of shock um as their brain is going over everything of like well you just killed a man we just all worked together it seems like to kill a man did i do anything am i an accomplice (laughs) what does this mean i'm gonna get kicked out of school wow i'm gonna get kicked out of school and just like fully just everything is processing in their mind that's their train of thought so you just see zero like Error 404, just like <laughs> not here. Stag sees the empty gaze on Ciro's face, and this is the first time since Stag's known Ciro for years, I would say, right? Like, because we went to undergrad together, presumably, that yes. Ciro has not had an immediate witty response or like been able to fix something or been able to be like, you know what? I'll, I'll deal with like the drunk boar at like the party I'll, door, I'll right? Like, I'll handle it. Like, this yeah. is the first time in Stag's life that the person who usually handles some of Stag's messes is unable to. Like has no response. The mask so Stag is- has also shattered. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, the mask is gone. <laughs> so Stag sees that, still holding her. Uh, oh no, her axe has been left in the ground, like a couple feet back, and she just falls silent and like shrinks back. And it's X who finally starts moving. I think X is no stranger to people dying. In a way, this doesn't actually move them at all. It centers them, even. As they hear chorus shatter, 
They thumb over a particular line of sigils down their bow, hold it close to their chest, and they're standing next to Star, like behind everyone. They like bring it to their lips. And then they turn, and I think like Ciro is probably closest to them, and like they put a hand on their shoulder and kind of just like move past them. And they are going right for Kleka, walking up to them silently and slowly. I need everyone to give me a perception check. Is this okay, C? <laughs> Absolutely. 15. Perception. Um, 15. Um, I'm going to roll with disadvantage because I don't think I'm okay. It is oh, a very high, it is a very well. high number. So yeah. seven. <laughs> so I totally got it. Seven. Okay. You don't notice anything. I think you're, you're walking towards Kleka and Kleka still has their head down a bit and the hood over. Um, and they seem to still be talking to Stag, even though Stag's kind of checked out. They're like, you think, <laughs> you think Strixhaven fixes things? <laughs> Look at this. And they throw their wingspan out and twirl on like one foot in front of you. Uh, and it loosens the hood on their face and it falls back. And, and the feathers on the top of their head have all but been picked away. Uh, and their eyes are glazed over with this, like, milky film. Strixhaven breaks things. It breaks them. <laughs> you know what I used to be? A star. A star. Star, an athletic star. I was the height of what Mage Tower was meant to be. And now look at me. <laughs> look at where I live! And they gesture out wildly, and you see more structures that have been haphazardly put together uh, with, like, driftwood, the equivalent of sewer driftwood. Uh, and you also see around the wall, it looks like items from the university or just, like, a random collection of unrelated things have been, like, nailed or otherwise somehow affixed to the walls in this room. Uh, and you can see... Um, like, he's also made, uh, it looks like it's shaped like a cat, but it, it's obviously made up from, like, it's not moving, and it's just, like, it's like a doll uh, made from, like, uh, random bits of fur. Uh, and, then he, and then he whistles, that same piercing whistle you heard before, but, uh, but without th such a, a cacophony of echoing since you are now sort of uh, isolated to this chamber with him. Uh, and all of these rats swarm out from under uh, the wood of these uh, slapdash buildings. Um, and uh, you see them run up. And, and again, some of them are wearing clothes, and, and a few of them with the clothes on run right up his body uh, and perch on his shoulders and move in and out of the, the creases and pockets 
uh, and folds in his tattered clothes. Would you call this fixed? Or would you call this broken? I would call this very sad. And X fires two arrows at like <laughs> one at each wing immediately. All right, let's roll for Does initiative. This <laughs> Does what? this count as a surprise round? Are they surprised? They're looking right at you. <laughs> Are they surprised that I would shoot them? Um, I don't think so. Uh, roll initiative. Well, no. See, stop trying to talk me into stuff. You know, I'm I'm impressionable. What's if I blink got? enough times with my with my long eyelashes. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, you get a surprise round. No, I think if uh, I think if you were even coming from behind him or something like that, yeah, or if you had stayed hidden or ch- even changed forms, maybe. But you are just like right in front of him, and you were walking towards him. <laughs> so fair enough. I don't think fair so. Enough. But we can enter initiative. We can enter initiative. What did everybody get? Live. I got 15. Baru? 22. C? 19. Just in time for initiative. (laughs) Oh, God. I did not do well. Um, I almost rolled for chorus. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hilarious. That's so funny. What'd you get, Connie? Six. A sexy six. A sexy six? Yeah. A sexy, if you may. Um, all right. Barrow, you're up. Oh, I'm trying to figure out where Barry is right now mentally. Um, I think... I think there's still residuals of um, of that acid trip, like whatever that was going on in Baru. And uh, when they see Chorus topple over and fall into that hole after being petrified, um, they, I think they like disassociate as well. I think they just kind of zone out as everything becomes just muffled mumblings around them. And the only clear voice is that voice saying that it should have been him. It should have been him. And he's kind of just, he's just slowly backing up. And I don't want to be the drama, but I think he's going to cast <laughs> please, invisibility on please him. Please <laughs> be the drama. Please he's be gonna, the drama. <laughs> He's going to cast invisibility on himself and just run away. Which direction? You have the path you came down, and then you have another opening around a corner to your right. One across. Well, there's also the hole, I suppose. Uh, And then past the (laughs) hole is another opening. And then at a T section is one to the left of that. Um... I don't think it goes back the way we came. You also so, well, give me a give me a perception check at disadvantage. Okay. Since you're kind of freaking out. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that was 
17. That's pretty good. A disadvantage? Yeah, I rolled oh, a 16 and then an 18. When you're kind of trying to follow the, ro- the route of the uh, aqueduct that goes off to the right, uh, as your eyes are following that, you see a ladder going up just past it. Okay, yeah. I, I cast invisibility on myself, and it's just like... Um, let's see, it's just... Okay, visual, as verbal as well. So you see them just like hurriedly in like a shaky panicked voice yell honestly just scream um in draconic as they cast um visibility and individual peers and coach them and from their from the top of their head to the um uh, tips of their toes they just vanish and i think you can see the first the footprints in the ground in the muck in the ground so you can tell that they run across to I think the, it's very audible center. too if you're running yeah with how echoey this space is yeah and they just make a, a beeline for that ladder and you can hear them their hands grab onto the rungs as they try to climb up and you can hear a, a just an infuriating cackling uh from Klecka as you do that anything else with your turn um I think there's a moment as well with Star, because Star, Star's the construct I created, the name Star, for anyone that's just coming in. Star is like an Art Nouveau-style construct, about seven foot two. Um, they, there's a moment where you can see like all the scissors on them flicker, like, almost like they short-circuit for a moment, as if they lost connection and are reconnected all of a sudden. And with an odd moment of hesitation, they run after Baru. And it will also start making their way up if Bar is able to start going up to the ladder. Okay. Um, y- you would be using, like, your full movement, right? Yeah, full Let's movement. See. I've already used my action for invisibility, so I can't dash, but I can use my full. Oh, so you can movement. move, like, 30 feet? 30 feet, yeah. Yeah, you make it to um, the aqueduct that's coming from the right. Um, and there's a small makeshift bridge that goes over it, but you're not able to make it to the ladder. Um, oh, you'll good. need about... Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you'll need another uh, another go of movement to get there. Um, okay, all good? Yep. Connie, I need you to make an animal handling check. Oh, my God, what? No, oh, my rat! <laughs> no, spare rat! No! Uh, can I have advantage yes, because they've yes, been eating yeah. my crumbs? Yes, and, okay. they're, and they're very stoned, and they love you. <laughs> Come on, Spat Rat. If this is the worst betrayal known to man. <laughs> Top 10 anime betrayals, let's go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 16? Yeah, uh, there's, I think, a moment where, where is Spat Rat right now? In my pack with the crumbs. Okay, so I think there there is um, a half-hearted scrambling that you can feel just lightly from inside the pack. Um, but Spat Rat, um, for, you know, a reason I'm sure is a mix of uh, being totally fucking faded and also uh, love at first sight, uh, gives up pretty quickly. <laughs> and- yeah, I think even maybe the jostling of, the, of Spat Rat is what starts to bring Stag back to her senses. And mm-hmm. she's realizing shit's starting to pop off and she just goes, I, I, Spat Rat. Wait, wait, wait. And she, like, smooths her hand over, like, the wiggling pouch to calm the rat down. 
And in doing so, it calms her down too. Why am I going to cry? <laughs> I love them. Perfect. I love stag and spat rat forever. Carve it in a tree and send me a picture. Um, so yes, you, <laughs> you, you, uh, and, and spat rat stay united. Um, but that piercing whistle that roused the other rats, um, you see, this is this is a layer action for any of the DMs out there. <laughs> We're in a what? We're in a layer. We're in a layer. You're in a layer. This is Klecka's home. <laughs> um, Klecka, surrounded by the hundreds of rats, um, are some of them are crawling all over his body and through his clothing. He just does a, a simple gesture. Just goes like this, and the rats instantly dive off of his body and start rushing through the thick of all of you. Uh, and moving forward, uh, the terrain is considered difficult. Um, and on the top of every turn, you need to roll a d6 and take that amount of piercing damage. Um, okay, I what's your bonus to dex? X? My bonus to dex is a plus four. Okay, yeah, you go first. Excellent. All right, I am going to use my last spell spot to pop spell up spot. a hunter's mark. Spell spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> my my spell spat rat uh, to get a uh, hunter's mark off. And I think as a bonus action, and we see like X's face, which is now this like, finally like this perfect mask of clarity and focus as like their pupils almost widen and that little like ring of white kind of gets really 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 thin like it's a single strand of gossamer thread and they like, pull back on their bow uh and they're gonna lose two arrows immediately uh so that's going to be the first one is a 18 to hit yes Okay. Uh, and I'll just roll for the second attack right now as well. That is a higher than a 19. Well, then yes. Or I, I than... imagine it does hit, doesn't it? Excellent. Okay. So forgive me while I have to do math. So that's going to be... I will never forgive you. <laughs> 15 points of piercing damage Total. Uh, between the both of them. Uh, yes, total between the two attacks and an additional D6 of, um, pe like an additional D6 of piercing. Why? And do I get my sneak why? attack on this? Wait, why? Because of Hunter's Mark. Oh. Hunter's Mark gives an additional, because uh, I have, it is my bonus action oh. and I get two attacks, uh, because of Dread Ambusher on my first That's turn. Um, I know I'm stacking it then, and they you don't get sneak attack because they're not engaged with anyone right now. The rats are. Um, That's what's fair. the d6? The d6 was from um, no, what did you get on the what'd d6? You roll on it? Oh, a six on the d6. Oh, yes, that's disrespectful, isn't it? It is. Shit. <laughs> I thought this uh, would last X longer. Is <laughs> 
As X is aiming specifically, like in between, like if there are rats swarming all over this person's body, they're aiming between the rats and they're going right for like a wing joint, like on both hits, like one wing okay. joint on one side, one wing joint on yeah. the other. That's where they're aiming. Uh, it's a little hard to discern because uh, Kleka's just covered in rags. This is just this is just a ra- a dirty rag man. Uh, but you you get an approximation absolutely and uh, and hit your mark. Anything else with your turn? X like as they loose those two arrows and they like f- fly true. <laughs> they say, not broken or fixed. But very, very sad, isn't it? Is this what they say with their free mm-hmm. turn as talking? Uh, and he responds, uh, It takes grief to know grief, doesn't it? <laughs> Rips the arrows out of his wings and throws them on the ground. They're immediately swarmed by rats that just immediately devour them with their tiny little teeth and disappear. Now it's Klecka's turn. <laughs> um, Klecka is very fixated on you now, X. Uh, you've done him a wrong. Um, and he's going to cast cone of cold on you um and i need you to make a constitution save is anybody behind fair enough i figure i am okay (laughs) i'm like right there too i was like right up by where are you at sierra um i was gonna say i am behind x for sure because they put their hand as they passed me um, so all of you need to roll actually a con save. Actually, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna cast counter spell. <gasps> is that a reaction? Yes, it is. Sexy. Yes, zero. <laughs> Damn, a casting counter spell. If the creature's casting a spell, yeah, I fucking <gasps> love you guys. Okay, I love every single <laughs> yeah, one of I you. Know. That's- that's a Me playing, I've played Warlocks many times. I know that's some serious love there. <laughs> um, I hate to be a party pooper, um, but that only works up to third level. It works above death, but um, Liv has to roll for it that time. <gasps> okay, even better. Yeah. They have to roll 10 plus a level, they're counterspelling to succeed. Okay. okay. So just roll okay. a d20. Okay, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. You're calling to me, and I'm going to trust you. I'm choosing in this moment to trust you. Uh, oh, okay. No, I rolled a fucking 11. Total? What's your bonus? Oh, wait, my bonus. I, I, rolled, <laughs> I rolled a 17. Uh, okay, it works. It works. <laughs> What is it? What does it look like? There's this burst of uh, of just like frigid air and ice that is shooting out from Kleka, and it's it's on mm. a road to engulf all of you, Sans Baru. Um, but you interrupt it in an arcane yeah. way. What does that look like? Your magic pushing up against his. 
Um, I think, yeah, I'm going to flavor it this way. Uh, it's a wave of like that soft teal color that like, um, Ciro raises their hand in like a stopping motion and it springs forward. Um, and as it does and it emanates back, I think like you just get the warmth of a beautiful spring day since Ciro is an arch face. So it's very like warm and relaxing and calming and literally thaws this ice. The antithesis. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's perfect. And uh, mm-hmm. it is absolutely show stopping. Uh, and for the first time, you sense in Kleka's body language, because uh, their face is still not obscured by the hood, but just an obscure thing to look at. Um, but you can tell by their body language that like their shoulders drop just a little bit. And they're like, oh. Hmm. Um, anything? Uh, and it's your turn, actually, Sierra. What do you do? Yeah, it is. I'm trying to make a decision. I'm really trying to make a decision. Um, I love how you, you just know what? completely gonna... burned his fifth level spell. Incredible. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I want to burn the last of, like, I'm going to burn the last of my spell slots. How do I want to do it is the question. Attack <laughs> so I want to go bigger. Tear the bitch apart. Tear the bitch apart. <sighs> we can have okay. the stag go before you, too, if you want some more time to think on it. No, I'm doing it. Okay. Connie's gassing me up, and I'm highly, <laughs> highly impressionable. I'm oh God, going Sam. to cast Witch Bolt at a third level. Okay. Um, what that do? Bitch. <gasps> it does nothing because I rolled a nine. <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking maybe you roll with advantage because of how impressive that counterspell was. Vanna, that, you're the kindest GM. In that the world. you're just like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like when you do something cool and you're yeah. like, literally, I'm God, and I don't know what any of you have to say about it, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Oh no! It was that time. It was worse. Wait, oh, no. we tried. We tried. We tried. I think. I we think. Then tired maybe, of your dice. Then maybe the narrative is that you just use so much of your magic yeah. up in that counter spell because I think even maybe you that was a much more powerful spell than you were anticipated. Like maybe you've seen Cone of Cold, but that was on some other fucking level. Uh, and yeah, it like took I a lot pushed, more out I of you. I pushed myself very hard for yes, that one. I think so. Yeah. Uh, anything with your bonus or free action? With my bonus action... <laughs> I'm just going to make myself feel better and cast a magic stone on the stones. What does that do? You keep casting and I actually don't know what it does. Um, it's like, it's giving me ammo, essentially. Like, if yeah. I was to shoot the it stones, turns- they'd be stronger. It's like pebbles. You, you can turn pebbles into magic stones for burn section, and as an action, you can throw those stones, and it mm. deals magic damage, which I think is like one. So you have to have pebbles around. Oh, do I not? I think you have to. I think it has to be like. I have to I have think, stones. I've but like, hear me out. I just want to pitch. Your stones. What if they're rats? Rats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yes, and. Yes, and okay, cool. Your magic stone magic is magic rat, and three, uh, three of the rats that are absolutely scrambling at your feet and uh, 
are oh, and you need to take a d6 of damage. I forgot. Uh, from yes, the I rats. Um, also, Oof. X does. X does. And not Martin. five points of damage. Did you already take yours? See? I'm taking it now. Although, I do believe the rats were after my turn. But uh, I'll take it anyway. They were before because they were on the legendary action. Which goes on 20 oh, that's and you're so at 19. True. Um, so true. But, good call. Um, okay, yeah. And you just see, like, uh, three of the rats below you, like, change into, like, vibrant colors. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they turn into their fur goes like shockingly teal and blue and green. Uh, and they're still absolutely enraged, but they are also feel beautiful. Um, you know, same. <laughs> Stag. Uh I in a single motion, I reach behind me, grab my axe out of the ground, and I am swinging at this motherfucker. I, just, I, I go forward and I swing while letting out a roar. Uh, um, okay, you're in difficult terrain, so you've got half movement, right? So that's 20 feet for me. Oh my god, I forget your stride is like the same as... 40 feet, yeah. A giraffe. It's same as X's. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you're able to get there. Um, okay. Go ahead and make your swan. But that's all your movement. <sighs> that's fine. Would a 12 hit? It would not. Okay, I have two attacks. I'm going to go again. What the f- Yo, what the fuck? Okay, so I rolled two sevens, because I have an advantage on my first turn, and then two sixes. Can that count for something? <laughs> <laughs> I go progressively worse. Can that count? Because <laughs> I just straight up wouldn't hit this guy. Okay, that's okay. fine, I guess. Uh, just yeah, so. hold on. Okay. That's four attacks that just don't hit. Hold on. Just hold on. How badly do you want to hit this guy? Really bad. I want to I get this guy. So what are you going to give me? <sighs> I'll give you Stag's ancestor. Um, like, uh, maybe destabilizing in some way because she's in a deeply compromised state. So you can do whatever you want with that okay. stone lion spirit. Okay. <laughs> you can have one hit. Yes! Okay, I will take the one hit. Uh, so that is going to be... Ugh, okay. 10, 12... 22 points of slashing damage. Because uh, he's a great uh, weapon master, which is why my plus, uh, plus hit is so low. 22 of slashing? Yes. Oh, Two of that is rage. Which is just, like, straight-up damage. It right, doesn't right. have a type. Um, okay. Anything with your bonus or free action? Nope. <laughs> All I can do is hit stuff. So, <laughs> Apparently I can't even do that. Uh, well, you did do it, remember? It just has consequences. Um, you, so you just sort of, how do you, how do you bring that attack down on him? You run up to him, yeah. that rage building. Yes. Yes. Stag leaps up into the air, like uh, maybe like three feet uh, above the ground, atop of the sea of rats, and just sort of like 
arcs down in this perfect crescent of violence and slashes down. I think it's just a single slash is how I'm going to interpret that. Like a single cleave downward. Try to get this uh, Aarakocra from the right side of their uh, shoulder all the way down to the left side of their navel. Like just a perfect. single slash. Yeah, you you do that and it cuts uh, even through the cloth. You can see the blood spilling out from the gash uh, in uh, Kleka's chest. Um, but the ancestral guardian that usually, uh, busts from your shoulders, uh, into the space, it doesn't come out when you make that attack, which is strange. And it's maybe not something you're actively being aware of. Um, but it is something that in your subconscious, cause it is so familiar but it's like you like when you come home and the lamp is not in the exact place that you left it, you know? Um high or low? Low. There's a beat. And then malformed this ancestral guardian in the shape of an ancient statuary lion bursts out fragmented and wrong from your back. And this time it isn't sealed to you. It's pushing its paws down on your shoulders and ripping itself away from you. And it's standing next to you. It takes its hands, whips you around, grabs you by the scruff, and holds you over the abyss, dangling. And looking into your eyes, saying nothing, doing nothing. The figure glitching and jerking every couple of seconds. Back to the top of the initiative. <laughs> Barry, what's up? Um, fuck. <laughs> uh, can everyone see this, Connie? I would say so. Yes. Okay. Uh, Stag is absolutely bewildered and a little scared. Uh, this has never happened to her before. Uh, I think the, the the relationship she has with this uh, ancestral spirit is actually very positive. So this is is like she's like what 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 I what, 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 what? and like she's just absolutely caught off guard. She doesn't even seem to be scared that she's dangling over the abyss. She seems scared that it's this thing doing this to her. Oh boy. Okay. I think like I'm about to take another step towards these ladders and I can hear the, the heavy footstep of star behind me, the metal on the ground. Well, probably honestly, maybe even step in on some rats. Now that I remember that the rats are swimming everywhere, but I can hear the weight of star behind me. And I look around and see stag being held by this, this creature it's this thing that, I, I, at least from what I understand, has been helping Stag for all this time. I've known them, known how they work. All of a sudden, turned on them. I see everyone else being swarmed by these rats. 
I can I'm assuming I can still hear Klecker's manic laughter unless that's dived down. At there this was point. a bit of a pause uh when Ciro countered uh their spell, but it it is especially in the moment when Stag is being dangled over the abyss, uh it reaches a uh a peak. Okay. And I think there's like a, a heartbeat, like I can hear my heartbeat growing louder in my ears. And there's another thump. And when it does, in time with that heartbeat, I get the flash again of that memory, that acid-induced memory where I can see, instead of stag, I see this humanoid of made of light being held by the throat by a shadow of darkness. And I think in just like sheer panic and I guess hysteria and just all these emotions and feelings that they've worked hard to contain in in a vice, in a vice grip that's been violently loosened just 10, 15 minutes ago. They're going to charge, I think. They're going to try and charge this um there is thing. now a 15 foot diameter hole in between you. Um, okay. So it's, it's uh, to get all the way over there, it would probably take your movement and burst. Okay. Um, hmm. But you can do it. Okay, I have an idea. Sort of, kind of. I need to hear your thoughts on it first, though. Um, can I switch turns with Star? Can Star go before me? Um, really, what I need to know right now is basically yeah. the resolution to leave or return. Oh, okay, to leave or go back. I For think Bart. at this point, I'm I'm turning back to help. Okay. And um, that's coming from uh, the, the memories that were brought up. In, yeah. Yeah. So what's um, I the... I think all of those protective layers have been ripped off, and it's just the guilt, and it is running on. I, I can't add to this. I really have way too much. I'd rather it be me kind of energy. Yeah. Um, and I think one more time, like a billboard like a neon sign in your head there's a string of words that says it should have been you and we hear Kleka cackling at stag as stag grips at the paw gripping on to the front of them and their feet dangle helplessly over the hole and Klecka says, <laughs> I told you, Strixhaven breaks things. And then with that, he pitches back his head and you can see the full stretch of his mouth as the top and bottom of his beak separate to what should be an impossible degree. And something begins rumbling out from inside of him. And that's where we're going to end our session. 
for tuning in. I really appreciate it. This was episode four of Higher Education. Let's go around the horn. Everybody say who you are and where they can find you. Uh, C, you want to start us off? Oh my God. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is C. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me making very trans, very gay dice. You can find me making very, you can't actually find me doing that. Just lying. Uh, That's cool. (laughs) I'm lying. Hello. Hi, I'm C. You find me making very trans, very gay art. I don't know what is happening in my mouth right now. I'm bewildered and befuddled. Uh, I'm making art on the internet, and you can find it at Pie Sharp Art or C Plays, wherever I am. Specifically, tonight, I am going to be over on Stella Luna's channel in just under two hours with Drac playing Dragonlance. I am playing an extremely hot uh, warlock who is literally a marble statue come to life and is a painter and is very sexy and a warlock. So if you like that, uh, tune in then at 8 p.m. And also at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight is the finale of Arc 6, which is the penultimate arc of all of Transplaner RPG. There are nine episodes of the entire series left. Connie is jamming. I edited it all of this week and it is literally so good. Uh, so tune in at eight. Also double, double fist the streams. Okay. Do it. Do it. I'm asking for the impossible. I'm asking for you to watch both. Um, so check out the finale of Transplaner. You can also find me a few different places on Mondays over on Exquisite Corpse on Thursdays at the Mythic Initiative. I'm in a few things coming up that haven't been announced yet. Uh, so just keep an eye on my socials. If you want to know where i am at any given time and i will pass things over to drac yeah hi i'm drac or draconics i played barugash today um the murderer barugash the murderer Murderer. um (laughs) and it was great i don't think barugash are doing great but i'm doing great you can find me on twitter at draconics that's d-r-a-k-o-n-i-q-e-s you can find me honestly in most places as draconics i'm going to be you're going to see more social media, me propping up in more social media platforms. So if you want to check if I'm there, just search that up. Um, like C said, I'm going to be over on Selena's channel at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I can't, you know, Dragon, Dragon Lance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen one shot. Well, I'm playing a Goliath Heck um, Warlock. Um, yeah, C and I are both Warlocks. <laughs> um, very, a very sexy Goliath Warlock. And I'm very excited. We, It's going to be good. The, the cast is good. That's still Luna on uh s-t-e-l-l-a-l-u-n-a on twitch um god what else i'm also on exquisite courts presents um every other monday also with c um, causing chaos and funny enough i'm a murderer there as well um yeah so i think there's a theme going on here um but i don't know there's more stuff probably happening but i'm still I'm still spiraling. <laughs> so, oh God, I hope not really. In a good way. <laughs> I'm spiraling in a good way. This is what I came here for. Uh, so I'm going to throw it over to Liv. Hello, everyone. I have been playing Ciro, um, the most generous warlock. Good God. <laughs> you can find me on social media at live in a day. I use she, they pronouns. Cutest girl, cutest pal best person on the internet maybe i don't know is that really a title i want i need a rebrand anyway (laughs) um i 
am doing quite a lot this month, actually. I know December is like the Friday of months, but I, I am doing quite a bit. I'm going to be playing a Delta Green two-shot. I am going to be playing Thirsty Sword Lesbians with C and Stella Luna and a bunch of other super hot people. Hamna's there. I don't know. I'm going to die. I'm simply going to die. It's like all of my crushes in one game. And somehow I'm at the table. Um, and then I'm also going to be doing a charity game this month. Super excited. Going to be playing in a Nutcracker-inspired setting. Um, one, thing, one thing you should know about me, I fucking love the Nutcracker. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you should follow me on Twitter and social media, Hive, Tumblr, and I will promote those things there because I don't know the dates off the top of my head. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And I suppose it's me now. Oh, hey, Connie. everyone. Um, <laughs> I'll take that. Thank you. Spat rat coming in hot. Uh, I'm Connie. My pronouns are they, he, and she. Uh, I played Stag, Mystic Oak, Zool, Graves, they, she, big, angry, Goliath, barbarian lady with a charming smile and a lot of emotional problems. Um, when I'm not here on higher education, I am the GM and creative producer for Transplaner RPG, which is an all-transgender uh POC-led dark fantasy D&D homebrew campaign set in an original launch set in an original non-colonial anti-orientalist world based off various Asian mythologies. Our ARC 7 finale is tonight at 8pm US Eastern Time right over on our Twitch page which is Transplaner RPG. It is bonkers. It is off the walls. It is like truly ridiculous. Our crew is at the bottom of a miles deep chasm where they found a door. Just a door. And now they open the door and they've walked past the door and horrible, beautiful things are happening. You should definitely tune in. Um, yeah, those are all my plugs. I, uh, am on Twitter, uh, Tumblr, TikTok at by Connie Chong. That's B-Y-C-O-N-N-I-C-H-A-N-G. And uh, I hope to see you all during our Arc 7 finale tonight. I'm going to pass along stuff over to Vanna. Hi, hello, it's me, Vanna. I've been your GM tonight. Uh, you can catch me here at twitch.tv slash Vanna, where I stream full time. Usually the Vigi games, except for Saturday, of course. Uh, I'm busy causing um, trauma right here. Um, other things you should check out, please go uh, drop a subscription on whatever podcast service that you use to higher ed. Um, it's all over our Twitter, too, if you just want a direct link. And uh, it's in the command right there. And make sure if you post about the show, use hashtag higher ed RPG. We'd love to see what you think about the show or any sort of like art or inspiration that comes to you uh, because of it. And just really quick, here's once more. I know they said it, but here's some easy clickable things in the chat for you to go follow our cast on their social media. Um, and uh, check out the wiki over on Obsidian Portal. <laughs> Obsidian Portal. <laughs> Uh, to catch up if you want to if you just want to be uh, all caught up for episode five next week same bat place same bat channel uh y'all are beautiful thank you for the support today and we will see you next time goodbye